episode of Full Court Press. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and joining me tonight is Joel Jimenez. What up, Joel? What is up, Nick? Oh, nothing much, man. Just fucking Thursday before the three-day weekend. I'm pretty excited. I think I'm going to go see a show Saturday night. Stream out a little bit. Sweet. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it. We get off early tomorrow at my work. The, the, Me too. Um, yeah. Nice. Hell yeah, dude. Congrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, I got there today, and um, the uh, the uh, office manager was like, yeah, I, I told the owner, I was like, I want to get off at noon, like, on Friday. And, you know, he was like, me too. <laughs> so let's do it. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so she came back and was like, not really bragging, but just telling me what the news was. And I was like, dude. Fuck yeah, Chris. Like, that is fucking awesome. Like, so now we're all good. Sure, dude. It's fucking great. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Cons this weekend. We'll try to make it down there for weekend? a day. That's this nice. weekend, man. Yeah, so I'm, I'm shooting for Sunday. We'll see. Um, you know, we'll see if I can, if I can make it down there or not. But, uh, but yeah. A lot going on this weekend, so it should be fun. Should be should be a good time. And then hopefully we'll roll into some fucking cooler weather, man. It's been fucking hot. Tired of it. Mm. So and some fucking basketball. <laughs> Let's get some basketball. Can I can't wait. already, please. Please. Um, oh, of- I don't want to skip September, <laughs> but you know, I get it. I'm definitely seeing it right now. <laughs> hey man, like Georgia football also starts this uh this weekend. So like I don't need to be skipping September now. I'm gonna fucking watch some football. Keep keep me <laughs> occupied for six more weeks and then I'll roll into basketball. Um word. And, and notice how I said Georgia football. Like I don't give a fuck about all the other football. <laughs> mm, no, I, I get it. I was gonna shoot about most college football, so I totally understand. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. Yep, it's just a, a difference in culture. Uh, but anyway, let's get yeah. into our topic. No stop um, Yeah, exactly. Um, we got a few things to talk about. Not much going on in the world of uh, NBA stuff, but we do got a little bit. So we'll kind of uh, breeze through these topics, and uh, and then we'll get a chance to break down uh, the fifth volume of our best duos. Um, but let's start with the World Cup uh, roster for the USA team has been finalized. Uh, so we essentially have uh, – I, I just kind of broke these down with the, the positions. So at guard, um, we have uh, Kimball Walker, Donovan Mitchell, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Derek White. Uh, at the forward positions, we have Chris Middleton, Joe Harris, uh, Harrison Barnes, and Jason Tatum. And at the center position, we have Miles Turner, Brooke Lopez, and Mason Plumley. Um, what are your thoughts on the finalized team? Um, and I guess, I guess the best way to phrase this question is: Going into this World Cup, are you? Would you lean towards taking the American team or just taking the field? Um, so any other team to win it or or the American team? I think that's probably the fairest way to go about it. Um, but before yeah. we get into that, what what's your just your general thoughts on the 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 roster now that it's been finalized? Um, well, I'll say this: uh, I'm not 
they're not world beaters. I'll tell you that much. Um, but they, <laughs> they, but they still should take out a majority of the, their competition. Uh, but I don't think it'll be as simple as it, as it normally is. You know what I mean? So for me, it's very much one of those things where it's like, like they lost the other day to Australia. So it's like one of like Australia's never been a, a pushover, uh, and they won't be again this year. And it's not like there's no superstars on this team. There's there's all stars like Walker's an all star, Mitchell's all star, Middleton. Uh, but Tatum has a lot of guys with potential. Uh, and some guys that have have had a good season, I mean, good careers, you know. Um, but again, they're not world beaters, so they're definitely a beatable team. So they'll definitely be more exciting to watch because they have potential to not just blow out everybody in front of them. I guess that's pretty fun. But as the American team, we're not used to that. <laughs> so seeing USA <laughs> losing is very awkward, and I'm not I'm not used to that that feeling of oh USA lost. So in basketball. <laughs> yeah. Uh who'd you lose to? Argentina. What? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh nah, I mean I feel you there. Like it, it it's a pretty it's interesting to me cuz I mean I still think I mean that, that if nothing else our team's got depth that no other team has. Like that's the advantage yeah. that we got. Yeah. But like it's a good bench. We don't even have the we don't even have the second best player in this tournament. I mean, Greece has Giannis, and uh, Serbia uh, has Jokic. So like we, you have, none of our players are as good as those two guys. So I was about to say, you know, we don't I mean, even have the first or second best player in in the tournament, which is exactly. not common. So it is, it's right, <laughs> it's strange. Um, but but. You know, we we definitely have. But that's all they have. My my biggest thing is we don't really have a, we don't really have a power forward on this roster. Like, and I know it's yeah. position basketball. I get it. Blah blah yeah. blah. But like, I think I would have really, and I mean, who knows all the thought At process that went into this. Right. I would have really been like saying like we're definitely keeping either PJ Tucker or. Um, uh, Thaddeus Young, one of those guys is going to be on this roster because they're they're defensive minded players. They're they're, they're yeah, but they're at not least at this point in their career. I mean, they are they're true power forwards. Um, <sighs> like that's they're not. They're, I get it. At this point, I wouldn't call them true powerful. They are. I mean, well, Thaddeus Young, especially man. Thaddeus. Thaddeus Young has been playing power forward a long time. <laughs> right. So that's for sure. But PJ uh, been, been playing power forward for the like last. Half decade. Since yeah, that's because he, he can defend it. He's definitely started recently. Yeah, like, that, the whole starting thick, power is recent. He is thick, six six, and he's he's, yeah. he's pretty heavy too. Uh, and like the thickest, but, and he's not the as thickest forward as he you got on this roster is Barnes, and like I mean, he's, yeah, he, I and mean, even he's, that, he's not thick. Right. Yeah, but I mean, he ain't PJ Tucker that young. Like, and he ain't the defender. Right, right, right. Like, none of these guys. Um, Except for Chris Middleton, are like wing defenders. Like Middleton is, but then you got Joe Harris. That dude's not a defender. He's just a shooter. And then you got Barnes and Tatum, who are like presumably like good, um, like good like third, fourth option scores can get you a bucket type of guys. Um, but mm-hmm. like not definitely not like defensive wings. So like 
I just feel like, man, like I would really like to have another defensive wing on this roster, and there, you know, that's yeah. that's yeah. where you know I feel like not having Thaddeus Young or Tucker is is just kind of a big mistake. Do you kind of see that the same way I do? No, I do. They are very small, and then there's a a lot of the the stretch bigs uh, in um, the European teams, especially, are very much. Um, how do you say? They're thicker. <laughs> they're not athletic, but they're bigger. They can bang, you know. You're right. Um, right. Then and it's not like they could definitely out. These our, our guys are much more athletic, uh, but they don't have the meat uh, like some of the other teams do. Um, like none of our powerful can can hold a, a lick to fucking Giannis. <laughs> it's like one of those things where you're like, uh, it's gonna be a mismatch. But it is it is the way the NBA is going. Uh, I don't consider Harrison Barnes a power forward, but he could obviously play some power forward. Same thing with Tatum. Tatum probably end up playing power, uh, starting a power forward uh, this season in Boston. So, again, yeah. it is the way the NBA is going. It's something I've had to deal with over the years, and I've definitely made peace with. But I, we definitely should at least have one, uh, four or five, you know, on the on the roster. Yeah. Um, and, again, like, even if not that, just like a defensive wing. Um, I'm just worried there's not quite enough defense on this team. I mean, right. if you were to try out your best defensive lineup, you'd have Smart, Brown, Middleton, mm-hmm. Turner at the five, and then I don't even know who you right. would put at the four. I guess Barnes. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, maybe maybe you play small and you have um, you, you 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 put White out there, and then you slide Brown to the three and Middleton to the four, like. I, I, that's just not that's not an advantageous position to be in when that is your best you know core defensive uh, lineup, especially like you said when you're going against these guys, uh, so especially some of these Eastern European players who are you know mm-hmm. basically six ten, six eleven, like you said, a little thick, and they're playing the four, you know, so mm-hmm. um, right. it's gonna be hard to guard that. Uh, you know, for a dude like Chris Middleton, even though he does have some length and he's six eight, um, it's you know, it's it's not ideal. That's where you really would want it that he is young. Um, but hey, you know, we'll see. Um, as far as America versus the fields, um, are you still are you confident that this team would you take this no. team over the every other single team? Uh, I have to see whatever the other other team looks like, but I, I'm still confident they're going to they're going to out the win. But I'm not as confident as most years. I'm definitely uh, – I'll still take USA at the end because uh, I still think they have more talent than any other team in, in, <laughs> out there. Um, but right. it's not going to be that simple this season. You know, I mean, it's not just like it's a whole season. I mean, this tournament. <laughs> right. Yeah, see, I think I would take the field. I mean, I, I like – it just, you know, I there there's some teams that can give Team USA, like, a run for their money. Um, and we've mm-hmm. seen – like better rosters than this one have trouble with some of these teams. Um, Serbia is a really damn good squad. Uh, like I said, Greece, they, I mean, they have Giannis. So if nothing else, they have Giannis. Um, and it's just, you know, you look at this, you look at this squad and you're just like, who the fuck's guarding Giannis? Like there's no <laughs> one on the squad who's going to guard Giannis. Like just nobody. Who else is uh, on I mean, the Greek squad? Gonna try to put Miles Turner on him. That's right. the only thing. But I mean, he's like a rim protector, a help defender. He's not a 
like square up face defender. That's not his bread and butter. Right. So like, you know, that's that worries me a little bit. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll see. I, I would I would be inclined to take the field though. I get it. I mean, this is not one of. I'm not again. This is not a. a it's not a dream team. <laughs> is that what we got out there? You know what I mean? Right. So I get it. You know, it's not. It's, and look, we did lose recently to Australia. So I don't. I don't disagree. I just still think we're gonna. At the end of the day, we're we're, we're gonna out talent most teams. But, oh, not all teams. Even be honest, it's Greek team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's that's the saving grace. Like any American team in any sort of tournament like this is always going to have depth advantage. Like, that's just always going to be the case. Like, we just have so many more fucking people. <laughs> like, yeah, like, the yeah, guys on the bench you know, aren't so like, they're starters in the NBA. Right, they're NBA yeah. starters on the bench. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Not guys exactly. playing overseas like most of the other teams. Right. <laughs> Not guys who can't even cut it in the, to, like, make it in the NBA, you know? So, right, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah, so, but I don't know. They they got to gel together. I'm just, I'm like I said, I'm just a little bit worried about how the team fits together. I got one more quick question before we move on. If you drop um, this team into the NBA, um, uh-huh. would would you think they would be it? like, no. yeah, like, I, <laughs> That's I, no, no fucking it? way. The Clippers <laughs> would murder this team. Like, not even close. <laughs> oh, it's bad, but no, no, they wouldn't. <laughs> no, um, ain't no fucking way. I mean, they'd have they'd have a that. lot of depth. They'd have a lot more depth than most teams. That, that's for damn sure. Yeah, but, like yeah, yeah. the Clippers, they'd be one of the better teams. Kill them for sure. Here. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like, like I said, no I mean, superstars. Think, it's like two all stars, <laughs> but it's like a regular NBA team. Yeah. I mean, it pretty much is, aside from, like, you know, their 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th guys, you know. Right, but, they're definitely um, strong, real strong. But, yeah, this team is basically – it's like <laughs> it's like the equivalent of, like, the you know, the depth that uh, that Dallas team had that won it all with Dirk. Like, that's wow, – like, that like team that. had, like – like a crazy well, amount the, of depth. Well, the way it. the Clippers look uh, right now, except the Clippers are better. Right. They're more top-heavy, but, you know I mean? They just have right, depth. right, right. Yeah, but, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I legit think, like, a healthy Clippers team, like, in a seven-game series would kick the shit out of this team. And it's like, damn, I can't believe that's what we're trying now. And it, to me, it's like, if that's what we're going to be trotting out, then, like, we should probably just make a transition into, like, making this, like, a younger team, you know? Like, <clears throat> excuse me. Mm-hmm. It, like, I'd be way more excited if this was, like, if Fox was on this team, Trey Young was on this team. Um, oh, yeah. You know, just get those young guys I mean, that's on this squad mm-hmm. and, like, you know, let them go to work. Like, that, that to me would be more exciting than, you know, whatever the hell we got going on here. Um, like, I think Turner's good. He fits that. Brown, Mitchell, like, yeah, those guys are good. But I'd rather get, like, a few more young guys in there. Um, like, give me Jaron Jackson and just take, you know, the good Plumley out. Um, you know, like, uh, so, something good like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's only one good Plumley. <laughs> um, That's true. I, I, I had a, a, a little brain fart, and I didn't want to – it's Mason, but 
But I, for a second, I was like, is it Miles? I know it's not Marshall. I, that I, one's not I, I get confused, anymore. too. Uh, but, well, <laughs> it, 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 it all began with fucking from. M's, man. Like, I don't know what yeah, the fuck no. that family was thinking. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Um, that, yeah, they would not. I, I think there's probably – I would say there's probably, like, if, if we're saying that all teams are healthy, like all teams are 100% healthy, so, like, we'll say, like, Katie's not hurt. Um, and Clay's not hurt and all that. Um, I think there's probably what four or five, maybe six NBA teams that I would favor over this this World Cup squad. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, I agree. Like yeah, Clippers, Lakers, um, maybe, maybe the Rockets. That maybe, would be a tough yeah, one. Say, maybe be... the Rockets. Nuggets are yeah. pretty deep too. <laughs> Nuggets, yeah. Uh. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's just a lot of, there's, there's a lot of good teams in the NBA right now, and this and like just yeah. I mean, the Bucks. I'd probably take the Bucks over them. I mean, granted, you'd have wow. you'd have two you'd have two Middletons and two Lopezes, so yeah, that would be weird. That's but true. um, yeah, but, it would. you know. <laughs> but nevertheless, I mean, actually, you'd have three Lopezes because <laughs> they got Robin now. Oh, that's Bucks, right, they do got Robin. You know, yeah. You'd have the Lopez Lopez. Um the triple. But yeah, that, that that I don't know. That's just saying something. When when you look at the squad and you're like, I don't know, there's probably three at least three or four NBA teams out there, if not more, that are just like I would without a doubt think would beat this team. Um but anyway, um like Is you said, maybe that makes it a fun t- tournament. Um and maybe that's, you know, what ends up, you know, building some intrigue. Uh, we'll see. I don't. I don't expect there to be a lot of intrigue with it. Honestly, like I said, I think there'd be more intrigue if it either had the big superstars or if it had like the young up and coming guys. The fact that it's just weird mm-hmm. kind of mismatch of people, uh, like you know your Harrison Barnes and Joe Harris's and and Mason Plumleys. Like nobody fucking want to see y'all. <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> but that's just that's just the truth, man. Um, but anyway, uh, maybe Plumley can give them a little insight into how to stop Jokic since he goes against them in practice all the time. Maybe that's why they kept him on the team. I don't know. Um, that's and, true. And maybe Middleton, maybe Middleton will help <laughs> yeah. out. To be honest, like maybe that's the, the maybe secret. that's the, the secret sauce there. Yeah. Um, uh, inside but, knowledge. Hey, <laughs> I, I, when does this tournament officially start? Because I know they've done like these, uh, these games; they don't count. But I don't even know when the fucking start. Well, I'll check. I'll check. Yeah. Well, I, I, the only reason I bring that up is obviously, like, we're so basketball deprived at this point. You know, we're probably gonna fucking watch it at least some of these games. But I mean, oh, if it's like, on, I'm checking it out for sure. <laughs> right. You know, if I'm not busy, I, I you know, I'll watch some of it. Um, right, but honestly, right, right. I'd probably be more intrigued to watch some of the other teams. Like I, like I'd be more intrigued to watch Serbia, like just so I can see um, Jokic with you know those dudes that you know um, those you know his fellow NBA players, um, and then there's a couple dudes who are fringe NBA guys. I know Tia Dosic is on that team. Um, so uh, it's uh, Saturday. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to be watching football on Saturday. Very poor planning again on their part. Like, why would you start, yeah. but why it's would like, you start at a first it's in the morning, college football like, deck? What, 
three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's awake. Delay? Like, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna be awake at four o'clock in the morning. I can assure you. They'll probably rerun it on NBA TV. Yeah, but well, like Twitter already have spoiled the fucking outcome. So, Um, all right, true. That's very true. Yeah, so I'm probably not gonna watch very much of this. uh, Honestly, (laughs) if the games are at four o'clock in the morning, I mean, I'm just not. Yeah, like that Australia Um, game. I caught the very end of it. It was already over by the time I put it on. But I'm like, it was like one o'clock in the morning. (laughs) You're like, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not up that late anymore. I wake up too early for that shit. Um, yeah, but anyway, I supposed to. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, we got to talk about your uh, most hated team in the world, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> 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 um, all right. Well, let's start off first. We got a few things to talk about as it pertains to the Nets. Uh, but let's start with uh, the Karis LeVert extension. Uh, three years. $52.5 million contract extension. What are your thoughts on the contract extension uh, of Karis LeVert? Fuck him. <laughs> come on. All right. <laughs> now that we're done with that, come on. Give me, give me some real shit. Go for Karis LeVert. You know, I think he's a good guy, good player. He had a good season until he got injured, that bad ankle injury. So he should be looking to. Um, but he did come back at the end of the year, um, which was good for him. Um, but, look, he's going to be talented. They locked him up long-term. He's definitely a future piece for the Nets, uh, especially in terms of, like, their, their youth. Cause he's still young. Uh, so you kind of got well, – now you're kind of locked down, at least at four good positions. Uh Long term, like your center position is pretty much settled in there, even if, uh, with DeAndre Jordan and, of course, Jared Allen. Your point guard position is pretty much set there with Dinwiddie and, and of course, Kyrie. And you have um, well, Mr. One Legged Wonder. Uh, see how he comes back next year. <laughs> if he comes back okay, then you're pretty good there at the wing spot. And then, of course, uh, Karras is one of your wings. You lock down one of your young wings, either at the two or three, wherever you end up putting Karras at. Um, Long term, good. That's very. I mean, in terms of like, it was a decent contract. Uh, it looks like this is their team going forward. I doubt they'll be hunting for any bigger names going forward because they have so much money locked up uh, in the future. But they're they're going all in. So it is. Yeah, I uh, I like this extension for both sides. I think it's smart. Obviously, yeah. Levert has the the injury history, as you mentioned. Um, which, right. I mean, that dates back to college. That's why he dropped so far in the draft. Um, I yeah. think he was taken 20th overall, 22nd, 22nd overall, I believe. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's, why, that's why he ended up slipping because, you know, he had the injury concerns. He's, uh, he's only started, I want to say, I heard it the other day, I think it was 68 games in three seasons. Um, so, like, for Karras, like, yeah, get your fucking guaranteed money while you can, bro. Like, sure, if you go out and you ball out this season and you stay healthy, he would have probably been in line for a bigger payday than this. But, like, that ain't guaranteed, especially given your injury history. Um, so I think it's smart on his part, on, you know, his agent's part to go ahead and get this guaranteed money. Um, and if you're Brooklyn, I think it's smart to give him the contract you gave him because – 
you know, let's let's be real about the situation they're in. They're like all of the rest of the young guys are coming up for to, you know to be paid. Um, I mean, they got to pay Jared Allen uh, next year. They got to pay Torian Prince if they want to keep him next year. Um, so these are young pieces that you need to put. Like that's why, you know, if you believe um, what the reporting is, that's why Kyrie and KD picked you um, was because of that young talent. So you don't want to start pissing off the guys, the superstars you just signed because you're not keeping on, you know, holding on to this young talent. Well, if you're going to keep all that talent, then you got to get them at a price that, that works for you. Um, and I think it's also smart that they signed him to a three-year deal, three-year extension rather, because that extension will kick in at the beginning of next season. That just so happens to run through when Kyrie and KD are signed. Um, so on that level, that's smart too. Um, so they're kind of um, uh, hitching uh, – you know, Levert's wagon to Kyrie and KD as far as how long they were, you know, going to pay him. So they didn't do something stupid and try to pay him four or five years when he is a health concern. Um, so smart, smart management on their side, in my opinion, uh, that, you know, to get this deal done now at the figure they got it for, for the amount of years that they got it for. Um, so, I mean, I think it's pretty much just a win all the way around. I really do. Um, I, uh, I, you know, think if they, um, if he gets hurt, obviously that is, that's going to, you know, it's going to hurt them a lot. But if he, you know, if, if you didn't pay him, you're basically talking about the difference between having uh, like essentially like the full mid-level exception and the luxury tax exception. Uh, if, if you know they didn't pay him this offseason and he walked, uh, and you know you're just not going to get a player of his caliber when healthy uh, at that amount of money, so it just makes sense. I think it makes sense all the way around. Smart decision on all sides. Um, good for them. Uh, all right, let's jump into some other news. Um, so it would appear. I don't know what you want to tackle first, Wilson Chandler or the Mello speculation. So I'll let you pick on that. Joel? Joel? All right. It looks like I might have lost Joel for a little bit. Um, all right. Well, I'll just jump into it then. Um, so uh, essentially – when it comes down to uh, this Carmelo situation, it's being reported that Kyrie and KD would like the Nets to sign Carmelo Anthony. Uh, it just so happens that Wilson Chandler just got a 25-game suspension for violating the league's drug policy. Um, it, it makes sense. I brought this up, I think, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about Melo. If there was a team that I could pick, you know, you it, 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 the Nets are in an advantageous situation right now when it when it comes to Melo because they can they don't really offer him a championship caliber team this year per se, but if he comes in and he fits in and he does well, maybe he could roll it back for one more year when KD comes back. If it doesn't work out, you just cut him. You're not really hurting your your chances. Um, at all because there's not going to be a contender this year because KD's not going to be there. So, um, you know, with that being said, it, it, 
it doesn't it, – it, they're, they're in a um, – I guess what I would say is it, maybe not a win-win, but they're in a no-lose situation by, you know, uh, bringing on Melo at this point. And I think if nothing else, he's going to essentially slide right into the role that you would want him to, to have even with KD there because um, you're just going to give Prince more minutes, um, and, you know, and you're going to give Joe Harris – some more minutes and that kind of thing. I think you still keep mellow at whatever you would have, um, maybe a little bit more, but not much more. But as far as the role is concerned, I think the role would be very much the same uh, as it would be, you know, regardless of, of Katie being on the team or not. Um, but anyway, Joel, what are your thoughts uh, on mellow potentially joining this net squad? Fuck the net. <laughs> All right, please elaborate. All right, so let's go where we start. Um, uh, I don't really care. We signed very cool. Um, that'd be nice for him. I feel bad for Mello at this point, but I do want him to go somewhere. And so why not in Brooklyn? He's home, you know. At least he'll be in New York. Uh, so it works out in that regard. Um. It looks like they want to sign him at this point. Well, at least the players do, so that's good, too. Um, I still think he can produce somewhere, and with Wilson Chandler obviously having his issues, uh, I think it's a good pickup now, you know. Uh, he might be out a couple games, and well, I mean, Mello could step right in and play those minutes that Wilson probably would end up getting. So uh, I, think, I think it works for everyone. Yeah, and I, I you know, I kind of – touched on Wilson Chandler being suspended, uh, I think it's 25 games, uh, at the beginning of this. But, yeah, that's another good point is with him missing those games that, you know, if you, if you put Melo in there, um, you know, at the, the, the start of the season, he gives you another body that you can put out there and, and, and play on the wing, and, and there's some minutes for him to be had. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I think all in all – for everything that Mello wants, everything that Mello can give, all of those things coupled together, this seems like the most logical fit. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, a part of me is like, you know, <laughs> do Kyrie and Katie really want him on the team? Or is this just because, they, they, you know, they look at him, you know, I, from all I've ever heard, Mello's like a super nice guy. Um, so maybe it's just, you know, them posturing, who knows? Um, but I think it's just like you said, more of the same in terms of like, fuck the Knicks, you know, everything to make us look worse. It's all about sure. that. I think my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I'm, hey, I mean, I, can't, I wouldn't put it back there. Yeah. These two little yeah. bastards seem very spiteful. So it's going to be a fun year. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, with like like you said, with the with the Chandler injury, um, they just have have a little bit of depth issue there. Like, why not just try it out? And you know, it's like I said, uh, it's not they're not in a situation like Houston was last year where they stumbled out of the gate, and then that maybe cost them, you know, uh, an opportunity at a championship, um, but because of the way the playoffs broke out. Uh, and and their, the matchups that they drew and where they drew them and when they drew them, um, like Brooklyn's not a legitimate contender until KD comes back. 
And, like, yeah, sure. Like, I guess KD could come back um, before the end of this season. I, From all reports um, that I've read, it is indicated that he will most likely not be back and that Brooklyn has no intention of rushing him, yada, yada, yada. Um, so if that's the case, they're not contenders. No, please so, rush him. Yeah. Please do. Oh, shut up. You don't really mean that. Um, <laughs> but, nah, dude, like, they're not they're not legit contenders, so bringing Melo on the team, it's not – it doesn't mean anything. You know, you might as well do it. You'd be um, – I, I, I think it would give – I think it would give Brooklyn like a little bit of um, uh, positive fanfare if they did it. It give them some some positive standing throughout the league with the players as well. Uh, so yeah, I I think it makes sense in in all of those respects. Um, and I just I I fail to see the ultimate downside if it if it just doesn't work out. Um, then it you know you're not really losing anything. But um, but yeah, we'll we'll see how it all shakes out. I I hope he gets a shot. I I mean that that team, you know, like I said a couple of weeks ago, it makes makes the most sense to me. Um, just to you know give as as far as what the team needs, or you know the team maybe more so doesn't not need, <laughs> if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what what Mello wants so. Um, and like I said, hey, if he if he signs there and he actually does well in like a smaller role, um, and he kind of proves proves to that team in the league that he can he can hang in that smaller role, um, maybe he finds himself getting another deal a year later when KD comes back, and then he is in a in a position to be on a team that's competing for um, a championship. Like you said, when we talked about this a few weeks back. Um, Mello may be in a position where he doesn't necessarily get to join a contender this year, but he joins a team, plays hard, shows that he can do it, and then he can join a contender mm-hmm. the following year. So this nope. may be an opportunity nope. to do both of those things, but to do both of those things for the same team. Um, so, yeah, makes sense. I hope it happens. I really do. I mean, fuck, we're giving Dwight Howard another shot? Like, come on now, let's give Melo another shot. Right? I think it's only right. Um, I but, agree. Uh, speak, speaking of Dwight, uh, after clearing waivers, um, he has agreed to a non-guaranteed contract with the Lakers. I love it. I love how Lakers are like, yeah, we'll we'll sign you, but we ain't making that shit like guaranteed. Like hell no. Um, we touched base on this, uh, and probably enough last week in general, but. It's now, you know, been made official. Um, I like the fact that it's a non-guaranteed deal. You know, I, I think I said last week that I would have probably leaned a little more towards Noah, but that I was hoping for Dwight. Um, and that, you know, if you were just taking the best player in a vacuum, then that's Dwight, you know, unquestionably, uh, as far as, you know, centers go, uh, available centers go. Um, I, I, I do think that Noah would just be a better fit as a as a rotation backup I guess my question is this um if you have any more thoughts on on his fit with the Lakers or or the non-guarantee contract um feel free to um you know speak on that but also do you project do you think the Lakers are thinking that Dwight Howard could be a starter um at some point throughout this season um 
and that's why they went with him. Uh, you know, do you, I mean, obviously, if he if he performs to the highest of his ability, he's better than JaVale McGee. Like, he just is. Um, but, you know, um, if you're just getting a backup who's not getting a lot of minutes, you would think you would more lean towards Noah if you were all in on McGee being your starter. Um, so you, do you see that being a, a factor in, in the Lakers' decision to try Howard out? Uh, yeah, I can see that as a possibility. Uh, that's why I have. I currently have McGee still starting, uh, but I think they did sign him with the possibility of, like, if it works out, we may have a starting center, like a, a productive one <laughs> for the rest of the season. But, you know, right. it's non-guaranteed. They're not, they're not losing anything. Uh, I think uh, they'll, they'll have options. But right now, Dwight Howard, as long as he has to prove that he can stay healthy and produce. And I think he can do both. So it's just a matter of earning his starting job, whereas Jaleel Me currently fits probably better what they're trying to do and running and jumping and all this. They're, you know, he's a very athletic dude. Um, mm-hmm. Not that Dwight isn't. It's just it's not what he used to be. Um, so Dwight has to prove that he can be what he used to be, or at least some of what he used to be. So, I mean, I'm, I'm cheering for him. I really hope he, he becomes that again. Yeah, I, I would actually. I mean, I guess I would kind of wish it wasn't on the Lakers. Um, yeah, but <laughs> nevertheless, that, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, but I still kind of find myself like I, you know, I. I, I want him to have, I want him to have, find a good situation because it's just it's it's been almost a decade now and he's just been just just kind of floating around the league to all these different teams and he can't find a good spot and it's just yeah. been <clears throat> one bad situation after another. So I'd really Empty like to calories. see him. Yeah, and I just really like to see him, you know, find a spot that actually suits him. Um, and yeah. you know maybe this be a good story. but yeah, it would yeah. be. And like I said, I think as far as if you're going to bring him into any locker room and bet on the fact that he is not going to transform or poison the locker room or whatever it is that you want to um, uh, put on Dwight as what he brings to a locker room, if you were going to pick the ideal situation, it would be LeBron James's locker room. So. We'll see, because um, if if LeBron can't keep that dude in check and keep everything like on the rails, then nobody can. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. this is his last chance. This is literally his last chance to 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 get it together. So, um, you know, g- good on him. Uh, glad glad he gets a chance. Uh, we'll see what he does with it. But I mean, if all goes right, I mean this team this team could be looking at a situation where Dwight Howard. Um, you know, is their starting center halfway through this season. So, um, and if not, then, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's just not working out, then you know what? You cut him, and then you go sign Joe Kim Noah if he's still available. There you if go. he's not, somebody will be. There will be somebody, somebody will be. Of, of Joe Kim Noah's talent level, what have you, um, that will be available. Like, you know, there will be a Bro, backup Hash- center available. Hashim the beat yeah. is still out there working out. Apparently, the Knicks have been working out recently. What the fuck? Oh, so, if he's out there, uh, there's people out Kenneth there. Kenneth Reed's still out there. <laughs> there right? you go. Oh, yeah. I like Kenneth Reed. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a good pick Yeah, the Manimal, man. That would have nice. Um, I like yeah. the Manimal. So, like, there's dudes. There's guys. Nene's still out there. Um, 
<laughs> he's like 38 years old, but he's out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's plenty of centers out there. So, you know, I, I don't understand the notion that, you know, this could somehow be detrimental. I mean, I guess, I guess I could see there being some percentage chance of that happening. Um, but I don't know. I've I've heard I've heard a few people kind of go back and forth and say just not worth it. You know, blah 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 blah. You'd be better off going with any one of these other guys. Well, if it doesn't work, you can get any one of those other guys later. So yeah, yeah exactly. well, I mean, we'll see. So high risk, low reward. But stop complaining. <laughs> right. Uh, but hey, I mean, low low risk, and, high reward. I was so the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Of <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um. But yeah, best of luck to Dwight, and we'll see. Um, all right, let's move on. Um, this this story sucks, um, especially after we we got especially me not not as much you, but I kind of sang you guys' praises last week. Um, uh, so a warrant uh, has been <laughs> issued for the arrest of Demarcus Cousins on a misdemeanor domestic violence charge. Essentially, it, I mean, it, it, honestly, just the actual charge itself. Um, you know, maybe sounds a little worse than it than it actually is. Though not downplaying right. what he did because it's a fucking piece of shit move. Um, but you know, I guess uh, from from the couple different stories I've read, um, he was pissed off at his baby mama and like threatened to shoot her. Um, and that ain't fucking yeah. cool, bro. Like <laughs> crazy down, shit he was saying. Yeah, yeah like. <laughs> Yeah, you let me down, bro. Like, I'm not even gonna like get into what all it was that he said, but like, it ain't good. Yeah. Um, no. And no, uh, <laughs> yeah, she might be and pity like, uh, and, and spiteful, but you don't say that shit. Not like that, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Kill exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. Not fucking cool, dude. Um, so I'm glad no, no. I'm glad they issued a warrant for his arrest. Like, good. Like, you you kind of deserve it. Like, <laughs> like that's. There's no fucking excuse yeah. for that. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he's not in the best of head spaces right now, given all the shit no, that he's gone through. Not. Still no fucking yeah. excuse for that shit. Um, nope. So, you fucked up. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I take back, like, most of what I said about shit last week. You know, you fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, he's just fucking out here, like, you know, I, I'm trying to be positive, send good vibes to this dude's way, and he fucking he goes out and he does something fucking stupid like this. Like, I don't right know, after man. getting married, I, no, 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 it was before he got married, obviously, because the whole thing yeah. was about the marriage. <laughs> uh, but still, yeah. you know, yeah, just, just, um, I don't know, it's probably not. And I get it. I'd uh, be upset too. So I understand the situation, but still, <laughs> like, you gotta watch what you say. That's that's some shit. He obviously hasn't said that problem. We've always known this. Right. Now, my question before we move on, because, I mean, this is what it is. I don't want to delve too much in in the topic in and of itself. It's a really bad look for Boogie. Um, Honestly, like, with the evidence they have, uh, I would probably just look to fucking settle if I was him, because if I was on a fucking... Mm -hmm. Like if I I don't even know if this like this small would be a jury it probably wouldn't be just go by a judge but if I was a judge I'd be like yeah you're fucking guilty 
Like I'm fucking like there ain't there ain't no getting around it, bro. Um but nevertheless, um do you think this story comes out if he's if he doesn't get hurt and he's still on the Lakers? Um uh, yeah, I still think it does, yeah, because it's boogie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it'd be worse if he didn't I don't get know, hurt just, too. That wasn't really bad, but he was already out. Well, I'm just getting, thinking like playing this year anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess maybe it's just the the slight conspiracy theorist in me. Like, um, the convenient times drop this shit. You know, like TMZ. Yeah. Like, but he's you know already I mean? out. You know, you're not really hurting. He's not playing this year. <laughs> it just makes it well, just no, no, no. What it's doing. I know, but that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying is like. If he was, if he wasn't hurt and he was still playing for the Lakers, do you think maybe right. they don't put this out? I mean, TMC is a Los Angeles-based thing. Like, I, I don't know. Oh, no. Is this, is this, um, you know, is this are these charges warrant enough for to void a contract? Like things of that nature is more what I'm. Oh, is yeah. more what I'm I see what you're saying. I see what yeah. you're saying. Uh, I don't know. I still probably think it would come out, but. Because why would you want to hold on to that contract? That would go for any team. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, anything to get out of that contract right now. <laughs> like, whoop. Well, right. But if he wasn't hurt, would they they wouldn't want that. They wouldn't want that heat on him, you know? No, so, of course not. Of course not. I still think it would have came out, but that's the worst part. Yeah. Yeah, it probably would have. Um, but, yeah, bad luck. Um, you know. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Get, yeah. get your fucking shit together. Uh, Boogie, that's just—I mean—that's all I can say. Um, but anyway, uh, let's uh, let's get into our final discussion here. Um, best duos, Volume Five, Atlantic Division. Um, all right, let's—we're uh, gonna—I'm running on the teams real quick. We got the Boston Celtics, the Brooklyn Nets, the New York Knicks, the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Toronto Raptors. Um, all right, let's start. Uh, let's do this alphabetically. So. Boston Celtics, best duo, top, uh, uh, yeah, their best duo. What you got? Well, if you talk to uh, to Luke, it's Marcus Smart and uh, Brown. <laughs> um, no, it's, um, <laughs> it's Kemba Walker and uh, Jason Tatum. That would be the dynamic duo of the Boston, current Boston Celtics. And if you disagree, I disagree with you. Yeah, dude. I mean, what are you fucking kidding me? I'm not stupid. Of course, that's it. Um, you know, <laughs> they still had Horford, and we're still and we're able to get Kemba. I would probably lean more towards Horford just for like this upcoming season over Tatum. Mm-hmm. Um, but like now that they don't, I think I think Tatum's gonna have a lot of room to take take a lot of steps. Um, he obviously had a disappointing season last year, but I do think. That I I I think a lot went into that, and I think he knows what he needs to be working on, and and has put in the necessary work this off season. I think you're going to see mm-hmm. a really good year from Tatum um, this upcoming season, and I think just him getting more touches and that kind of thing. I think that's going to go a long way. Um, and I just don't like. I really like Jalen Brown. I mean, it, clearly he's a better defender than Tatum. Um, mm-hmm. but he's just, he's not, he's, he's, I look at Brown basically like, um, like I would a Malcolm Brogdon, 
Like he's like he's on that kind of level, you know. And like Brogdon's really fucking good. And like you know, I I think Brown obviously he's not the shooter Brogdon is. Um, so you know he's not maybe not quite on that level. Um, but he is bigger. Um, he's probably you know he can play comfortably play the three. Um, whereas I, I think that'd be a little out of um, Brogdon's depth. But like you know he he's that kind of dude who's like a fucking really 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 good role player fucking nba starter you know all that i think tatum tatum's got like that all-star level potential um yeah but if he hits everything right this season um you know that's that's certainly possible and then when it comes down to hayward man like the, he could make a, have a huge comeback this season and that would be fucking awesome so like i wouldn't completely completely shut out the possibility that Hayward is their second best player, um, you know, throughout the course of this season. It's just, if I'm betting, I'm going to bet it's Tatum. Um, you know, I don't know. And you, you know, it, it took Paul George, um, what a year, uh, to recover and then another year to play. And then it was the following year that he got back to playing well again. Um, so that's, yeah. that's where, that's where Hayward is right now. He's on that year. Um, so yep, this yep. could be this is good, the bounce back year. Opportunity. Exactly. Right. This it's is his time but, right now. Right. But for the time being, uh, I'm going to take Tatum both because I, I'm, I'm going to trust him to get back to what he did in his, in his you know, first season. Um, okay. And I'm going to take him more for the long haul then I am going to trust Hayward to get back to where he was three years ago. And, um, no, I agree with know, that. He's yeah. a lot older. So, but yeah, all right. We're on the same page. All right. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets. Who do you got? Why do you keep bringing them up? That's three times. I'm keeping count. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to go, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and Jared Allen. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just not responding. <laughs> what do you should. want from me here? <laughs> you um, well, with you me? know I do love Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm a special so. motherfucker, Nick. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> the other two guys that signed. They're not the future of the Nets. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, it's dude. obviously Kyrie and Katie. Um, I, I do. I, I I'm Karis LeVert, uh this season. Probably their second best player this season, um, but uh, but obviously, um, you know, if we're set, setting aside uh, Katie's injuries, you know, without a doubt, it's it's Katie. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's simple. That's what it is. Uh, I, I shouldn't have even bothered asking you. I should have known better than if I can ask you that <laughs> and expect that you were just going to answer maturely, like, what the fucking answer was. Oh, <laughs> it's fucking on. I have no maturity the rest of this fucking year. They burned <laughs> my whole summer down. Fuck them. Yep, yep. Um, you know, well, I, I maybe it ends up working out long term, like, as in it okay. doesn't work out for Brooklyn. And then, you know, you can look back and be like, ha-ha, motherfucker, I was supposed there. Um, but, you know. True. We'll, yeah. we'll see. We still have to take we'll see in three all the tongue lashing, all this. Yeah. I still have to take yeah. I got to still do all the bullshit, you know. But I got to <laughs> yeah. 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 
Uh, all right, uh, moving on uh, now we're to uh, a team near and dear to your heart, the New York Knicks. This one's yeah, interesting now to we're me. Talking. This is tougher. This it, is tough. Right? Yeah, a little tough. Uh, who you got? Um, this one, uh, Julius Randle. Uh, obviously. <laughs> That's the easy one. The second one is the hard one. Cause this one comes down to, like, do you go with one of the vets that you signed? Do you go with one of the young guys you have? Do you go with the guy you just drafted for your future? Uh, right. So it really comes down to, to me, it really comes down to two guys uh, right now. Uh, it's either going to be Mitchell Robinson mm-hmm. or R.J. Barrett. One of those right. two guys is going to be the second guy. I agree. Uh, right now, uh, Mitchell Robinson's probably got a, a lead. <laughs> R.J. Barrett still has a lot to prove. But I think R.J. Barrett has to be that second guy in the season for us to do anything, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, and this is – I don't mean this as like a knock on on Mitchell Robinson. You know I love the kid. But he's one-dimensional. He's Uh, – he's For now. You know, I mean, and that's not a bad thing. Like, I mean, he's he's really good at the dimension. Like, so, um, you know, I mean, he he is an around-the-rim guy, both offensively and defensively. Um, For sure. You know, he, he, he attacks shots. Now, I will say this. That motherfucker can close out on the perimeter on defense. Um, yes, unlike, he can. I think he blocks some the most threes like, ever. I, he, <laughs> I've seen him. Yeah, I've seen him do some shit that I was just like, "How the fuck did you do that?" Um, and it's crazy. He blocks with um, his left hand. That's why nobody really does that. I mean, he he does he blocks three pointers like it's nothing, and it's like. How yeah. does he get out there so quickly? <laughs> right. It's not. Yeah, it's something it, it, different. He is. He's a new breed, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 astonishing. Um, but uh, you know, he he, especially offensively, he's only gonna you know three to five feet from the rim. That's where he operates. He doesn't, you know, he's he's maybe he can develop like a mid range game or a post up game or whatever. But he definitely doesn't have it now. Um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what he develops. It's gonna be interesting too. Um, you know, to see how he develops with the other young guys that you got and maybe what he can pick up from some of these vets that you got because um, he's still got a lot to learn. And the biggest thing with him right now is he needs development. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, I think Fizdale is the right kind of coach for that. Um, I just – I really, really hope that however – the Knicks plan on attacking this season, that development ends up being their key focus. Because, I mean, what are you doing? If like, I know you want to make an eight seed. I'm sure any Knicks fan wants to make an eight seed. Like, But, like, if you're doing that at the risk of, like, not developing your young guys, then I think that's stupid. Like, because what's the point of being an eight seed and losing in the first round um, if if that's coming at the risk of developing the guys who are going to be there for the next, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine years, you know, so right. Um, so yeah, that, no, that's I my don't disagree thing. with that. But I think as of right now, like you said, it's definitely Randall. Like that's definitely, you know, I think that's got to be one of the guys. Um, 
you know, I, I'm kind of inclined to say um, that it could be – there's even two other guys it could be, honestly. Like, I think, um, like you said, if you're looking at the other vets that they signed, I think Marcus Morris um, comes to mind as, as at least having the potential um, to, to, like, just for this upcoming season to be the second-best player on that team. Um, and I also think, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. still has that potential – um, you know, I mean, he's obviously, he's had a rough start to his career, but I think, I think there's a lot that kind of goes into that. Um, and, you know, having been moved around a lot and, um, you know, you know, after his first season, Luca comes in and steals all the thunder. And then, you know, he's, he's relegated to playing a lot more off ball. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a tricky situation that he found himself in. So I think, if if things break right, he could be the guy, um, you know, that ends up having kind of a breakout season. Um, but yeah, I hope so. I, I, I'm yeah, I mean, I would, uh, love, I would love to see a next step, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I would too. I mean, I I'm I'm hoping the kid does well as well. Um, but yeah, I, I say all this to say I don't know. <laughs> but if you were if you were forcing me to pick. Uh, you know, I would probably be inclined to agree with you as of right now um, mm-hmm. to say if Robinson continues to build on, on what he was able to do last year with an increased minutes load um, and staying out of foul trouble, uh, then I would kind of be inclined to say, you know, Julius Randle and and Mitchell Robinson. But it's just, it's, like I said, there's at least two other guys, if not three other guys, that, you know, would be fighting for that second spot. So, um, but yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. Um, anything you want to mm-hmm. add before we move on? No. That can be that number two spot eventually, but uh, that's eventually. <laughs> right. For sure. Um, okay. Uh, Philadelphia. I don't think this one's that hard. Um, I mean, I think it's clearly no. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Um, yeah, I think Jimmy easily. Butler leaving the team made it easy. Like, because if Jimmy sure, was still on the sure. team, I'd probably be inclined I mean, to take Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid. Um, I would, I would agree. Yeah, with the way the playoffs went, and you know, I was saying that even in the regular season, like when when people were trying to say Jimmy Butler was the third option on that team, I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, dude, I love Ben Simmons, but Jimmy Butler is way better than Ben Simmons right now. Um, and, you know, I mean, we saw it in the playoffs, but, uh, now that they don't have him, I don't think, I don't think Tobias Harris is, is, I don't think he's on that level as, as far as Ben Simmons, as as a complete player. Right. Yeah. He's a better shooter. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Like Ben Simmons, better ball handler, better passer, better defensive player, like, all, all of that. Everything except every a good shooter. Yeah, <laughs> Everything exactly. but a good shooter. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite clearly those guys. They may have the best starting five um, in the league, like, honestly. Like, if you look at oh, them yeah. top to bottom. You can make that argument. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy, like, how good they are. Um, and I think, I think w- what's almost – 
maybe even a more intriguing argument is who has the best closing five in the league because that closing five that the Clippers could run out there, like, dude, if, I mean, basically, because, you know, they're not going to start Lou Williams. They're going to start Montrez Harrell, but they're going to finish with those guys. And my best guess would be you got, obviously, Kawhi and um, Paul George and then probably Patrick Beverly as your as your other closer. So um, I think I would take that yeah. closing roster over um, – the the Sixers starting roster, but um, but only by a smidge, and you know they're, they're still gonna have some time to make uh, a few improvements here or there. But the length, man, the length they got is really good. But um, but yeah, uh, quite clearly uh, Ben Simmons and uh, Joel Embiid. Um, all right, one more. Um, this one's kind of interesting. I think there's a clear number one, and I I I would say kind of a clear number two, but I think you can make an argument. Um, a, a, a few different ways, um, but the Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors, I th- for me, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, mm-hmm. like Lowry and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Siakam. 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 Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's, to me, it's, I'm not even. It's not even a question. Those two guys are the best. Two. See, I, I have Siakam as as a definite. I definitely think he's on there. Um, Yeah. I think Lowry, I look at a player like Lowry and I do think, and I don't, if Jawan hears this, he'll probably be a little tickled by it. But I think that Lowry's play was certainly elevated by having Kawhi there. Um, I think there's, you know, I don't think that's that far fetched to say. I wonder what his level of play looks like when he has to go back to just a good team with no you know, dynamic, um, like superstar basically, um, to, to kind of be able to, to take the heat off of him, you know, now maybe, maybe Siakam fills that role. And so as far as Lowry's, the way he approaches a game doesn't change as much. Um, that's certainly a possibility. Um, but I, you know, I still wonder if the, you know, the Fred Van Vliet, transition happens and you see him start to get a lot more minutes this year. Um, I wouldn't expect Gasol or Ibaka to be um, in this mix throughout the season. Um, But it's certainly a possibility that um, either one of those guys could be. Um, But so, I mean, so I, I mean, I legit think there's four different guys that you can make an argument for. I agree with you. I would lean towards Kyle Lowry. Um, but the, there is a part of me that's like, I don't know, man. Like, it, he's he's getting older. Van Bleet looked really good, like in the finals, um, both offensively and defensively. Like, you know, I think there's at least a world where um, Van Bleet kind of outplays Lowry, and then they end up trading him by the trade deadline um, to a team who, you know, is basically just looking at it like, man, we really need. You know, let, I mean, say if you're a team like the Pistons and you're just like, man, Reggie Davis is fucking hurt again. Like, God, we just need somebody who we can fucking rely on. We have Blake Griffin. Like, I could see a team like that being like, we'll give you expiring contracts and like two or three second round picks. Just please fucking get Kyle Lowry, you know? Um, right. And then in that case, you know, uh, obviously you, you'd be looking more towards Van Vliet. Um, but. I think that 
transition of power might happen before Kyle Lowry gets traded, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Ah. I do agree. Uh, I don't know if he, his future is in Toronto much longer. Uh, Kyle Lowry probably should move on at some point. Um, even though I know he probably want to stay there long term and probably retire there. Because, uh, you know, he won championships there. He's been there long enough. They love him there. He loves being there. Uh, he was hurt when his friend left there. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine he'd want to leave. But I think, I honestly believe uh, Masai wants to rebuild, and he's going to do it with Siakam. Uh, so eventually, oh, okay. Larry and and Marcus Gasol will be traded at some point, and you'll have you know Van Vliet, Powell, and OG. They'll be the future, and whatever other young assets he can bring in, um, because that's the future of Toronto going forward. He's going to lose him. Use those bets this year, maybe try to make a playoff run, but. Uh, it's going to be short term, but I still think for right now, Kyle Lowry, you know, is still second best. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I think going into the season, I definitely think so. I'm just projecting yeah, yeah, forward definitely. and thinking, you know, beyond that. Um, but yeah, yeah no, I mean that that <laughs> yeah, that that certainly makes sense. Yeah. Um, all right. So out of uh, well, before we start promoting teams. Uh, gotta rank them. Um, who's the worst? Let's start with the worst. worst. So, what we had: Boston, Brooklyn, yeah. New York, um, Philly, and uh, New York. It is I mean, yeah, um, uh, yeah, probably New York. With, um, based on uncertainty, yeah. <laughs> mostly. There's no clear right. cut number two. That's what happens. You don't have a clear cut number two. I love Julius right. Randle, but I mean, it's, it's one person is not going to push you over the edge. Unless, and even right. even with you know, we had this argument before about other teams. You know, if that if that second guy's not secure, it's hard to say you're <laughs> you're a top duo. Right. Um, and that's really the problem with the Knicks right now. Um, once that's secured, we yeah. can have another discussion. But right now, they're probably the worst dynamic duo. They're a team in yeah. transition for sure. Yeah, I still really wish y'all would have somehow. I don't I I don't know maybe it's just putting the feelers out there to D'Angelo Russell, like send it, so get I someone to send, send that man a DM and just be like, dude, we'll yeah. give you a max contract. Just fucking wait, like <laughs> like don't worry about it. Like, do not <laughs> do not go to Golden State, man. You don't want to be there. They're gonna trade your ass to fucking fucking Lake Erie, Minnesota. Fuck fuck that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Um, uh, true. I, I I really did want him. I'm not gonna lie. Um, would have been nice. But I don't know. Uh, it's uh, different plans. He, you know, he, he was linked to Minnesota for a while there for most of the summer, and Golden State came out of fucking nowhere and pulled that trigger. He's like, "Fuck, I'm not gonna sell yeah. my money." <laughs> and there was yeah, yeah, for yeah, LA yeah. too for a while. So I right. get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, take the money while you know it's there. You know, I mean, um, right. And right. you know what? There's a part of me that thinks that you know, given the way the Knicks constructed all of their contracts. It's very possible that they just weren't looking to hand out uh, anything more than a two-year guarantee, you know. Um, right. So, and and I, and I don't fault them for it, you know. I mean, 2021 is another big free agency market. Like, I mean, if if you gamble long enough, you will eventually win. <laughs> like, you know. 
for sure. Yeah. So, and you got some big names coming up then. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But uh, all right, number four, Toronto. Uh, I think that's yeah. Toronto that's another because it's Toronto superior. You know, Siakam had a great season, great season, and Kyle Lowry's on the decline. <laughs> so you're like, well, he stayed right. Here. You know, so it's, right. it's one of those and, we'll, things, you know. and can and can Van Vliet make a big enough step to be uh-huh. like a like number a legit, two. yeah, a legit number two or, or his running legit, partner, like, cause, yeah, his running partner and like a guy who, you know, you could see as like a fringe All Star guy in the Eastern Conference. Like, right. I, I wouldn't At even least, go so far as yeah. saying All Star guy, but. Somebody take over a starter. He has to become the starter first. So yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Um I like all right, number three. This is where it gets tricky to me, is number three. Yes, um, it does. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, I think Embiid well let's let's get number one out of the way and see if we're on the same page there. You're it's Kyrie and Katie, right? Number one. I'll take that as a yes. Um, all right. Um, so it, with this, it comes down to Philly, and it comes down to Boston. Um, and I, I think Embiid is clearly the best player. Um, I think Kimba is clearly yeah. the second best player. Um, so yeah, to totally. me, it kind of it kind of uh, comes down to do you do you like Ben Simmons more? Or do you, I'm just ignoring whatever the fuck you're talking about, like whispering while I'm fucking trying to give this spiel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do you like Simmons more, or or do you like Tatum more? I think, and if you like Simmons more, then your your answer is obvious. If you like Tatum more, then it, it really kind of throws things up in the air. So where do you stand on on how you're gonna rank? These I, two? I that's a good question, and that's what it really what it comes down to because. Uh, so you say Embiid is probably the best player available of the two teams left. Uh, at Kemba second. Yep, easily. And then it comes down to Tatum and, and Simmons. And to me, Simmons is just a jump shot away from being a superstar. Uh, and Tatum right. is, was right there. as a, I mean, he's a borderline all-star already, but he didn't really make any traction to get better this year. But, that, you know, Boston was kind of an upheaval. So I don't really completely fault him for that. Um, but sure. he's going to be a star, you know. You know, he's a star already, pretty much. So, oh man, you don't think so? I I'm not saying I don't think so, but I, I'm just I'm not. I wouldn't say he's going to be a star. That's like a definitive statement. I would just say I think he's going to be a star, but I think there's a realistic possibility where he's the next Tobias Harris, Ooh, where wow. he's a max. He's a max level guy. That's disappointing. But he's not. <laughs> no, no offense but he's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tobias is a great player. Like I said, he's a max level player. But he's not a star. Mm-hmm. He's never made an all-star. Right. Um, uh, and, like, true. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I, think you look at, I think you look at Tatum's downsides. Um, he's, he's, not, he's not a great ball handler. He's not a great passer. No. He's not, he's not right. even good at those two things, per se. He's okay at right. holding the ball. I like and, and coming out the dribble and getting a shot, um, but like mm-hmm. as far as like handling the ball at the top of the key, he's not good. Um, he's not a particularly good passer, um, and he's he, he's. I think his 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 defense 
he's lucky that he's playing in a in a Brad Stevens led system. But I think we're going to see a mm-hmm. lot on his defense without the support of Al Horford. When you got Cantor back in the offense at Al Horford, that tends to expose a little more weaknesses. I'm just saying. Um, I'm not as sold on Tatum as I think a lot of people are um, as being this um, like this shoe in to be a star player, um, you know, in the next few seasons. Oh, I'm well, I get what you're saying. I don't disagree with you, not necessarily. I do, I do believe he will be an all star at some point, but I, I still see more upside with Ben Simmons. And so for me, if it comes down to it, I do pick Ben Simmons over Tatum. Uh, that makes them number two for me. So Philly's number two, Boston's number three. For me. Yeah, and I see it. I see it just the same way you do. Um, I, I mean, who knows if Ben Simmons ever gets the shot, but he's just better, at, again, like it goes back to the argument against everything. Tobias Harris. <laughs> oh, he's better at everything else. He's a better defender. He's a better rebounder. He's a better passer. Um, he's a better ball handler. Um, he's just better at every other facet of the game than Jason Tatum is, except for shooting. Um, and, you know, I think it basically, like, I don't even need, as far as what, I, what I'd be looking for out of Ben Simmons, shoot 70% from the free throw line. Like, that's respectable. Um, it's not good. It's definitely not great, but it's respectable. Um, and, you know, shoot 30% from three. Like, if he can do those things, say, on, on two and a half threes a game, like, no huge size. Just keep people honest. Do what Giannis did last year. Mm-hmm. I think Giannis shot more like yeah. four threes. There you go. Um, but, like, <laughs> do what Giannis did, and, and like, it's just as far as shooting, and, like, the rest of your game will just continue to develop, and you'll get better at all the things you're already really good at. Yeah, I, I do. I have more faith in, in Ben Simmons, um, and, you know, to to be the kind of um, – the, uh, the, the more uh, I would I would put my money on him first I guess is all I'm saying. Um, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now it's time for who makes the cut. Are we cutting this off at, after two teams or after three teams? I'm gonna cut it at two. I, I think uh, Brooklyn and, and Philly. Yeah. I mean I like Boston, but no. I think if, if we're going to be for real, <laughs> it's really going to be Brooklyn. So. Yeah, and I agree. And I would go back to, you know, if Luke wants to get upset, we didn't we didn't put Luca and Kristaps. We didn't have them making the cut, you know. Um, right. right. And I, I would pick them over this. <laughs> yeah, I would pick them over this Boston spot as far as – because, I mean, that basically comes down to what does Porzingis look like when he comes back um, and – you know, can he stay healthy? Um, I would feel more comfortable in thinking that was a possibility than Tatum, you know, taking a big enough step to be on the level with all of these other guys. Um, and, you know, if they had, if they had like a knockdown legit fucking superstar of a player as their number one, you know, if they had Giannis instead of fucking uh, Kimba, then yeah, I would, mm-hmm. I would. Giannis alone would elevate them into that category. But, like, Kimba's just, like, you know, I mean, he's a fucking star player. He's an all-star player. Made all-NBA this past season. Um, he's fucking great. But he, he's not on that yeah, level for, sure. for me that can can elevate a, a guy who is 
a tertiary fringe all-star type into, you know, vaulting up into that um, upper ech- uh, echelon of duos. Right. No, not yet. Nope. I love Kemba, though. Damn. I do. Yeah, me too. Uh, and I'm happy you went to Boston. I'm happy you went to Boston and didn't go to the Lakers or Dallas. Um, like, and, and I'm, I'm happy that he's going to finally be on a fucking good team. Like, I mean, who knows how good they can be. I, I still think they need to, you know, put themselves in the market or trying to make some kind of trade happen at some point to get, um, you know, something to kind of fit around these guys. It's going to be hard, though, because now they're back in the position they were in two years ago. They didn't have any any salaries to cobble together. They don't I mean the biggest salary that they would like want to trade possibly is market smart, and that's just going to be it's going to be. I mean, there's just not enough money to get like a a star player back. And then you're talking about throwing in Tatum or Brown on top of that. It's just tough, man. Like I don't know. It's going to be hard for them to cobble together salaries to make any sort of big trades. Let me ask you this um, really Mm -hmm. quick before we go. I just thought of it, so um, bear with me here. Um, Let's say Beal hits the market and Washington wants – obviously they're going to want Tatum, but let's just say you're not giving up Tatum and they're not getting much better offers elsewhere. Um, So they want Marcus Smart – Jalen Brown, uh, and let's say maybe one or two of the young, really young guys they took in this draft. So let's say, I don't know, Grant Williams and Romeo Langford, um, plus the Memphis pick. Like, are you, are you, where are, are do you have, do you have like a line in your head where you'd be like, no, that's too much, or no, that's that's good, or I mean, um, like where, where are you at? And do you? And, do you think that would be a smart transaction for Boston to make with the notion of saying, all right, well, we're going to try to pair up, you know, basically replace um, Jalen Brown with Bradley Beal um, while still keeping Kimba and um, and Tatum? All right. So what was the trade again one more time? Um, like I said, I'm just – I'm doing it off the top of my home. head. But the, the main the main pieces would be the Memphis pick that they still have, uh-huh. which is top six okay. protected this upcoming season and then unprotected the following draft. Um, so that, uh, Marcus Smart, uh, Jalen Brown, and then I think they would have to throw in at least one of those young guys. We'll say either Romeo Lankford okay. or Grant Williams. Yeah, something okay. like that, or maybe both of them. Okay. For Bradley Beal, is what you're saying? Yeah, basically. I mean, that, that's all. I mean, you, you're not going to be able to tack on much more salary to it. So. Right. Um. Let me see. I mean, you would. I mean, you'd add him. I mean, that'd be. You got a nice four. Uh, <laughs> between him and Hayward and Tatum and Canner. I mean, it's a decent start yeah. five. That's for sure. Uh, well, I think, give that, up some I think of your that's youth. the kind of move. That's the kind of move that would elevate you up into that top duos. Because if you had Kimba and Beal, yeah. like now you're right. cooking. all easy. Yeah, and you just leave uh, John Wall a whole bunch of kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, 
<laughs> Which would be, wouldn't be a bad thing. I mean, if you can elevate the kids, and, and, you know, why not? <laughs> um, right. Yeah, you know what? I I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'm not saying I need to, but um, I, I'm not against it. Yeah, LeBron, are you lose your pick? Obviously, a good pick. Let that Boston gives a shit. They have so many. Um, you have Jalen Brown, <laughs> not anymore. Grant Williams. That's true, but they've had so many. <laughs> uh, Marcus Smart. Well, that is a lot of people to lose, though. Um, I don't know how. Let me see. Yeah, yeah you I, really I have to like, probably hit the G League. About and, it. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, you have to Maybe Jeremy Lin would be getting a call. <laughs> Jeremy Lin, who's currently in China. Uh yeah, maybe like, yeah, next come on. year. We'll we'll find out of the Beijing Ducks. Like, we need you. <laughs> Beijing Ducks. I mean they used to have this kid Carson who I think is gonna be pretty good. New rookie. Yeah, Carson. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I like him. Uh he might, might be something. Tremont Waters. I think he's on a two A DL that could solidify him to a actual right. contract maybe. So Mhm. I mean, maybe we'd have to fill out the rest of the roster somehow, but at least you got a legit, legit starting five. You definitely have a duo. You fit in with the rest of the league. Um, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would definitely, because I don't know, I would I would, I, I would have to consider, I would definitely consider it, for sure, because I'm like, why not? I mean, that would definitely put you up. I'd be more, I'd actually feel a little better if, if I, I had Bradley Beal. I mean, like, <laughs> arguably the best shooting guard in the league, right? So, <laughs> One of those things. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, w- I would definitely think about it for sure. Why yeah. Not? I mean, what do yeah, you have to lose? I mean, it's like what else? Yeah, what else are you doing? Like, right. I mean, if you, if, exactly. you, you know, you went out and you signed Kimba, um, you know, I mean, that gives you you got four years while Kimba's still good, while Kimba's in his prime. Um, right. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. And the other thing, too, is Bradley Beal's still young. I mean, you would presumably have him still in his prime, you know, through, you know, Tatum's second deal. Um, so, you know, that would be your window. That would be a pretty large window still. So it's not like your window would be, you know, shrinking down crazy. And I think the other thing of note is, you know, you got to – I mean, Brown's on – the final year of his rookie deal, you got to pay him next year if you don't like make a move. So I don't know. I'd rather, I mean, I'd rather trade for Bradley Beal and then just pay him a max um, in two years than maybe be kind of cornered into paying, um, you know, Jalen Brown a near max deal or whatever, whatever he's going to, you know, get paid. Um, this upcoming off season, so just more, more things to consider. Although maybe I don't know, maybe Washington would be thinking that same thing. Be like, man, I don't know, I don't know if I want to fucking trade for Brown because then we got to pay him in a year, and we still got Wall's forty million dollar a year contract. True. <laughs> and we got to worry I'm about. I'm not giving a bill without. Yeah, I'm not giving a bill without giving a Wall in the process. You want a bill, you got to take Wall. <laughs> Uh, yeah. See, but like, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that because that's going to limit what assets you get back for Beal. So if I'm trading Beal, I want to get the most possible assets back, 
the most possible long-term mm-hmm. assets back um, that right. like kind of extend past Bradley Beal. Like I think even if I make that deal, I'm not even necessarily looking to keep Brown or Marcus Smart long-term. Um, I'm I'm probably looking to keep like uh like a Romeo Langford and and definitely um uh you know you're you're looking to optimize that Memphis pick. Um, but I would honestly be making that deal to see what I could turn around and flip those other two guys, you know, to get more equity, more draft assets, um, so that I could be positioning, like, when I'm paying all of my rookies, uh, people coming off their rookie deals after John Wall's off the books, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. It's yeah. one of those things where they're kind of stuck right now, so... They need to think of something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking poor Washington, man. Like, that's a, yeah. that's a tough situation. I mean, at, hey, yeah. at least they have Bradley Beal. They, I mean, at least they're that, not in a position like do. Charlotte or or <laughs> Cleveland where you don't have any real viable, like, supreme blue chip trade asset. Like, Washington at yeah. least has that. So. I mean, Although, yeah, Kevin Love is not Bradley Beal, that's for sure. But I think no, still Kevin Love. Yeah. At that contract and his age, man. Charlotte has nothing. Charlotte has absolutely Charlotte nothing. Charlotte has absolutely Cleveland nothing. Has, yeah. Cleveland has something, at least. Uh, I can't say that about Charlotte. <laughs> Marvin Williams. <laughs> no, no, let's give up the two. Yeah, I want the two. No, no. What's yeah, yeah. This is really, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's bad. It's um, bad. It's bad. Yeah, but uh, MTG. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you'd be able to get for Kevin Love, man. I really don't. I mean, I've scoured the league thinking of different teams I, I that I can see him fitting on. It's just tough, mm-hmm. man. It's really fucking tough. But I mean, I don't know. Portland, maybe. It's the one I keep going back to that I've done three or four different versions of trades with Portland over the past two years or whatever, three years, however long LeBron's been gone. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. It's going to be – it's a really tough contract to move because it's like $120 million over the next four years. That's a lot of money. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they're able to move it. But, um, all right, I think that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. Um what are you excited for coming up, uh, Joel? We we just had a bunch of shit uh, that we talked about last week um, on Geek Vibes, mm-hmm. and we got some more shit already dropping. Um, what's out there in the geek culture community that that Geek. has really got you excited right now? Well, you excited for Joel's Razor and Lightsaber? Uh, yeah, that fucking excited the shit out of me, not gonna lie. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> That was awesome. I was like, oh, my God, what does that mean? I was like, well, they actually go there. I, I, I kind of doubt it, but you never know. Um, that's awesome. Uh, the Joker trailer dropped recently. We, something, definitely something that we can talk about there. Um, there's some new Mortal Kombat casting. All that casting got me all hyped up. I'm very excited for the Mortal yeah, Kombat movie. No, good. I'm really excited. I want to see pictures like, of what the costume is. I, I really hope this does well because I like the cast so far, so. One of those things. Like, let's let's hope. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a couple things to talk about, but yeah, those are probably the biggest things so far. Those, those two little things, and uh, not little things, but you know, 
the biggest things to drop, and there'll probably be more shit, you know, sometime, something tomorrow. But yeah, I'm really excited for to talk that Joker trailer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that one and uh, 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 Hiroyuki. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Sonata as Scorpion, like that yes. one got me super <laughs> fucking hyped, dude. That's I am that's super the, that's the casting. That's the you know that's the one where I was like, yeah, I've been saying that. Like, yeah, they listen to me. Like, uh, yeah. and, and he has the voice, bro. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, he fucking does. Um, and he's and he's like. He's a fucking martial artist. Like he he, he knows how to legit. fucking fight. Like yes, yes very yeah. legit. So like it, it makes me happy that they are um actually casting martial artists. Um like that is a big deal when you're when you're trying to undertake a movie like this. Like you don't want to end up with, you know, an iron fist scenario where, you know, obviously they'd yeah. have more time to prep, you know, for a movie. Um, that you right. know is planned, but still, yeah. You know, but yeah, but still, like you'd rather just have people who, there who know what the fuck they're doing. So, um, but yeah, right. but, uh, uh, very exciting, very exciting stuff. No, um, but hey, that's gonna wrap it up for us tonight. We'll see y'all uh, on Sunday for another episode of Geek Vibes Live. Uh, be sure to go check out Wrestling Geeks Alliance that dropped uh, yesterday. Um, uh, Dane and Chris breaking down all the latest uh, in the world of wrestling um, and then also keep an eye out for Tia's Top 10 uh, as well as Geeks Against the Grain um, and all of the other various shows that we have that I can't even fucking keep up with anymore <laughs> just so many <laughs> There's a lot, um, bro. but they're so out there <laughs> just go check out the channel um, you, you can find NBA Geekly uh, on its own channel, Wrestling Geeks Alliance. Uh, on its own channel, Monday Suck. On its own channel, Top Ten with Tia. On its own one. And then all of our other shows uh, can be found at Geek Vibes Nation. Um, those shows aren't big enough to get their own channels yet. <laughs> but, hey, man, they probably will eventually. Um, but, hey, fun show, Joel, as always. Um, and we're, we're we're getting closer, man. We're getting closer. I'm really... I've I've been plotting out and and constantly moving around my uh, my my east and my west as far as the um, playoff pictures are concerned. Um, so I'm, oh, really? I'm really getting geeked on that. <laughs> oh, I'm man, excited, I even dude. <laughs> dude, I I'm fucking pumped. I tell you, I'm a, I'm gonna give a slight little spoiler. Yeah. I'm gonna have. I think I'm gonna have. Um, I think I'm gonna have Sacramento making the playoffs in the West. I, I really think I am. Oh, dude, Sacramento. I look. De'Aaron not Fox, a bad choice, though. You know, dude, De'Aaron Fox not a bad has been choice. fucking great. Um, you know, uh, Buddy Heald ha, ha, it's just like had a great season last year. He may he may not shoot quite as well as he did from three. I mean, it's just hard to keep up that kind of figure. Um, but yeah. having Barnes worked in there for another year, I think. I've heard a lot of good things uh, about Bagley Summer. Um, and yeah, then you add good. Dwayne Dedman, who's like the perfect complement to Bagley. Like, we saw how much having Dedman helped John Collins last season. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, Bagley is like a more athletic John Collins. Like, you know, like, um, and, and, and sure. more of a um, – uh, and probably, like, 
as far as like um uh like uh, a a face up attack uh like get his own shot kind of player that's not really John Collins game John Collins better playing off ball and you know creating opportunities you know to for Trey to get him the ball which Bagley's not doesn't do that at all like he's not it, you know they they do have different games in that respect but um as far as uh their ability um, Dwayne Dedman's ability to stretch the floor so that, you know, in John Collins' case, he could run to the rim and get Trey those open passes those and, you know, set up Trey for those assists. Um, or in this case, you know, doing like spreading out the floor so that Bagley can go to work and has all this room uh, to attack the basket. Um, I don't know, man. I like this team. I like this team a lot. I, I, I think I, I might even have them like at six. <laughs> I've been thinking. Wow, I've been wow. like looking at it today. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've been, I've been. I don't know, six, seven, eight, but I, I'm definitely gonna have them in there for sure. So, um, so that'll be that'll be my spoiler for the evening. So everybody, um, <laughs> everybody, be sure to keep an eye out for that. Um, that'll be yeah, dropping probably like within the month. I would say, like we'll we'll wrap up these duos and then we'll probably jump into that and have our preseason awards and all that good stuff. So, um, but yeah, uh, as always, uh, thanks for listening. Be sure to, uh, subscribe to the channel. Uh, again, that's NBA geekly, um, wherever you get your podcast. And, uh, if you're an Apple listener, please, please, uh, leave us a, a review five stars. Give us a, you know, uh, leave us a rating rather five stars. Give us a review. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. It's always good for the channel. Um, if if you uh, do feel so inclined. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next week. But until then, peace. Peace.